The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. another episode of Horror Popcast After Midnight, and our guest is Gary Powell, a.k.a. Eric the Paranormal Fallen. Oh, yeah. Hola, konnichiwa, bonjour, hello. <laughs> there you go, three or four languages of greeting. Nice. <laughs> That's a lot of greeting. <laughs> now, tell us what got you into the fascination of horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a kid when I watched it, uh, probably around three or four. Uh, my father put me in front of a television, and uh, I think it was, um, what was it? It was uh, USA Up All Night, Gilbert Goffrey, and Rhonda Shear. Um, that was my first introduction to it. Then, you know, the late nights on HBO, watching Tales from the Crypt and stuff like that. Other than that, I mean, that's how that's how I made my way into it. You know, Halloween was kind of the first thing that drug me in, so that's kind of symbolic to me. But uh, I th- say hard second would be Nightmare on Elm Street. So, yeah. The first original one? First original one, the best one. <laughs> Since you like uh, the original ha- Halloween and all the Halloween films, um, what got you to sometimes dress up as Michael Myers? I was fascinated with him. He was my hero. Some people dressed up as Batman, some Superman. I dressed up as The Shape. You know, we all have our thing. I'm also, you've also dressed up him a lot when you did some of the haunted houses too. How was that for you? It was great. It was great. You know, they, they reached out to me and saw some of my stuff and, you know, thought I was a, um, you know, a cross player. And I'm like, well, I'm not really a cross player, but I mean, I can, but, uh, they had me come in and do it and yeah, they booked me every year. I'm actually going back this year. That's pretty good. You're going to be scaring all the little kitties. You got a lot of stuff going on right now towards that that kind of field. What do you got going on that's under your sleeve? Uh, well, I've been doing some ghost hunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's kind of taken off too. Uh, me and my buddy Steve Keller uh, started a group called uh, Departed Hunters, and we've been going out to just broken down remote locations that uh, you know they say that's haunted. It's got some history behind it. Uh, we went to some school out in Middletown a few weeks back that was pretty active. Uh, went out to a place called Higginsport. That was pretty active. I mean, you know, we just take what we can get. Like, I'm I'm not advanced in the field by any means of, the, you know, imagination. But, um, you know, I'm learning. And, uh, yeah, I mean. So when you're out in the field with your friend um, doing some uh, paranormal investigating, um, what was the most memorable evidence you ever caught and was there some of the evidence you thought you caught but you had it you had to debunk it there's always things you debunk because you're going into a place where the building cracks it creaks so you gotta is that something or is that just a building but I would say like that versus having things literally being thrown at you and there's no one else in the building I mean how do you debunk that you know yeah. and me I'm pretty much the part of the team that is the uh, provoker. So where he kind of wants 
the spirits to use his energy, I kind of am the one that goes in there and pisses him off. You know, tries to get him stirred up. So you're try- you're like another Zach Baggins who goes in there and taunts them. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Sitting there doing crazy stuff, you know, you'll lay there and be like, all right, drop something on me. The a-hole of the Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, so, yeah, what what's the scariest situation that you've been in that, that you can think of? Probably uh, being in a room where things are being thrown at you. I mean, I've had metal thrown at me. I've had uh, chalk thrown at me. Uh, just all kinds of things. And not knowing what's happening, not knowing what, what's going on. Um, knowing that there's something in there trying to hurt you. Um, I had the classic uh, feeling like my back was on fire. Mm-hmm. And I came out and uh, took my shirt off and had some scratches on my back. So I pissed something off. <laughs> so that was that was probably kind of put me on edge. Is just knowing that there's something in there trying to hurt you and you can't right. identify with it. Yeah. So um, after each investigation, you leave. Um, do you do like a certain ritual, or you know, most of them when you leave, I've been on some where you're like, you cannot come home with me. Um, you got to stay here. Yeah. yeah, we we usually try to say a prayer before we go into any place just to kind of show respect towards anything even though I feel like I I kind of crap on that when you know it's all said and done because I piss them off anyway but <laughs> uh, yeah we'll say something before and afterwards we'll say thank you and we'll you know we'll have a little ritual to where we don't want to be followed home I mean as far as I know nothing's ever followed me home I mean Yes, I have, you know, we've all had bad luck this year, but I don't blame it on any spirits or anything like that. So if you had a spirit follow you home and started haunting you, what you what would you be doing? Would you be having fun with it or what? I don't know. I really don't know. Because I'm not, I feel like I was introduced to scary things at a young, tender age. I just don't, I don't feel like it would kind of bother me. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. Yeah. Unless, unless I feel like it was doing some poltergeist stuff, yeah, maybe. You wake up in your kitchen, your kitchen chairs, and all that are stacked up like a pyramid. <laughs> Gotta call the Vatican and send me a priest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think it sounds like our first field trip, Robin. Yes, we definitely have to go with you guys. I know yeah. Mr. Keller's been hounding me to go because I'm a sensitive, and mm-hmm. a lot of investigators I went I went on some of these like cases. They love it because. I can pick up shit. Well, mm-hmm. listen, the more the merrier. We've had we've had all kinds of guests that have come with us, uh, psychics, uh, people who can feel things. You know, we, we're we new to this. You know, we're, we're like virgins in this whole thing. We're trying to just, you know, foreplay our way into figuring it out. Um, you know, like we, we're learning different things. Um, I'm not you know, a professional at it by any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, I go in here and I try to do my best and I try to be respectful. But at the same time, you know, you gotta, you gotta piss some ghost off. You gotta, you gotta get a rise out of them. (laughs) That's good because you're both in the paranormal and horror. Mm -hmm. That's kind of a great mixture. I don't have that. I don't know. Like Steven, he, he's not really afraid of certain things, but there's times where even him, he, okay, I'm not going to do that. Okay, I'm not going to go in there. I just don't feel right about it. I mean, he recently just came from the Conjuring house. And um, he wouldn't go in a room that had a Ouija board in it. 
and I didn't get to go on them with that trip. Yeah. But I told him, I said, if I would have went in there, you know, I would have definitely went in that room. Speaking of the Conjuring house, um, I interviewed uh, the oldest daughter who lived in that house, and uh, she told me some very messed up stuff she witnessed. And when I was interviewing her, it was really hard for her to talk to me because she was, you know, crying and a little like shaky because it was really hard for her to talk about. Oh, I well, bet. the fun, the funny thing is about the Conjuring houses. I, I guess it just depends on. I guess it's a hit or miss because he told me that there wasn't a lot of you know action going on in that house. And, you know, I don't know. Like, some of the schools that we went to um, have been more active than that. So, it so just depends. the school you went to in Middletown, um, was it the one where you go into the school and there's a room where it has all the baby dolls? Mm-hmm. That was the last school we went to in yeah. Middletown, yes. Yeah, and then if you go down towards the principal's office, that's where you get a, a lot of, you know... Well, there was, there was a cafeteria area down there where there was a hallway, and they said there was a man down there, and he liked to lay his hands on people. So I got all over that. I told them, you know, stay upstairs, play with the children. I'm going to go down here and find out what this dude's all about. And that was one of the times where I kind of got a little spooked because I went down there by myself, and this whatever this is down there, it's throwing metal at me, glass, anything that I can piss it off with, it's being thrown at me. Yeah. And if it hits you, you know, you're cut, you're hurt. So you just got to go in there knowing that you're probably going to get Something's messed gonna up. Something's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. did you hear any, like, little kids' voices? The last time I went, I heard some kids' voices. Uh, not really hearing kids' voices. Like, we've picked up some stuff on the EVP, um, on the ghost uh, box of children coming through. But we've heard kids running in there. We had a kid run up in that doll room, you know, like... Sounded like they were in tap dancing shoes, just and you know that that kind of spooked us. But other than that, I mean, you can tell, you know, when there's kids in another room, it was kind of like that, you know. So I mean, that that really that that is something, but it doesn't. I'm more into the, you know, the dangerous stuff. You know, like Mm -hmm. if if there's someone that I've heard about that is dangerous or has caused problems, that's where I want to be. Put me down there. Yeah, so you you hear people ask all the time, so you'll hear from us. So why do you do it? What makes you want to do things like that? I don't know. I think I'm an adrenaline junkie. I think I like to get the hell scared out of me. I don't know. I just, I feel like I just have that, that rush. Mm-hmm. I like to be tested. Yeah. I like to challenge myself. Like, like I said, I got introduced to all this creepy stuff at a very young age. Mm-hmm. You know, like... You know, say for instance, you know, Batman, you know, he, he's afraid of bats, but he became what he was fearing. Right. I was afraid of the dark at one point, mm-hmm. and then I became what I feared, and I love it. I mean, you just, you learn how to embrace it, you deal with it, and I don't know, there's just something intoxicating about it. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. So, um, how'd you transform into Eric the Paranormal Fallen since <laughs> you're not afraid of the dark and you mean like how did I get into the wrestling business yes you want the long long story or the short story tell us what you, you can want we just you want. want to hear it everybody, it, everybody wants, wants to hear to know it who so. Eric the paranormal following is mm-hmm. I I got out of high school in 2001 June um, went straight to Cincinnati to sign up uh, to train for HWA and at the time WCW just uh, got bought out by Vince McMahon So a lot of their talent was going to HWA to kind of just keep them fresh 
before they got a contract to WWF E mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. So I had the opportunity. I was kind of in the right spot. I went down there and I talked to the owner, Les Thatcher, mm-hmm. and uh, he told me, you know, the, the money I had to have to put up front. Uh, gave me a tour of the building. Um, I got to see a lot of guys down there. I think Val Venus was doing a seminar down there. But uh, I started going to the shows. I think it was on Tuesday or Wednesday nights mm-hmm. every week. Got to be familiar with Cody Hawk, Shark Boy, Nigel McGinnis, all these guys, and uh, got to know them, you know. And um, the only thing that sucked about it is I was a kid out of high school. I didn't really have any money, mm-hmm. didn't have anybody helping me, you know, with anything. So um, I was so close to like kind of getting to that mark of getting the money that I needed, and then my car went down on me. Yeah. And uh, I had to put money towards a new car I kind of told Les what was up and at the time he was like well if you ain't got the money you don't get to do this so either bring me the money or get lost you know so and as we all you know for those out there who know Les Thatcher you know who he is you know how he is he's very he's very straightforward so you know I kind of felt like well god man it took me it felt like it took me all summer to build that up so I kind of got down on myself. I, I, I stepped away from wrestling for a while and started uh, doing bands and getting into the rock and roll scene and did that for about three or four years. And then finally, I don't know who it was. I got up with somebody, some promoter here in Middletown. I think his name, uh, I think yeah, I think it's Tom McLean. He's a promoter out here in Middletown. And he saw that I was athletic and, you know, didn't really give me any training, didn't really do anything, just kind of said, hey, you want a job? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's all I've been wanting to do is become a pro wrestler. So being a naive kid at the time, I just jumped on it. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about training. I thought, well, I watch it on TV. I know how to do it. Right. <laughs> and then I get in the ring and I didn't know anything. And, you know, finally I got, you know, around people who knew what they were doing and they had to kind of knock some sense into me several times and then you know after being lost in the shuffle of crappy promotion to crappy promotion finally full circle I made my way back to Cody Hawk (laughs) and the rest is history you know I've had some pretty cool things you know I I stayed humble Um, I always was taught that in the beginning be respectful even if they don't like you be respectful shake their hands and I did that you know and next thing I know I'm backstage at impact wrestling setting next to aj styles jeff hardy all these guys that are being super cool to me you know and treating me like i'm one of them and i'm like i'm not one of you (laughs) (laughs) but thank you for treating me like like i'm no different you know i picked their brains and they kind of gave me some stuff to go off of and uh you know as sad as i was to know that that could have been you know a journey more than what it was Mm. I still tuck something from it, and mm-hmm. whether if I ever make it to Impact again or not, you know, I still tuck that, you know. I mean, I've I've, I've done some pretty cool things, you know. I've mm-hmm. been backstage at WWE. I've, you know, had the opportunity to uh, be um, traveling with legends, you know, on long car rides with legends or going out to eat with them and just picking their brain and earning their respect. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, even though I may not have a contract or... <laughs> been on top of the mountain very long at least I reached the top 
Yeah. You're still doing what you love. And I mean, you've got a crazy ride right now. I mean, you're wrestling right now for FGW, Future Great Wrestling, here in Hamilton, Ohio. I mean, I know my family goes every single Friday. I mean, I know that there's plenty of people out there to love, to hate you, hate to love you. And I mean, it's just a roller coaster whirlwind that that you go into, and and, and you bring shows with storylines on them that just keeps us coming back for more and more. I mean, you've went from the bad guy to the good guy to that Top Guns, and now where are you at now? What are well, you thinking? You know, me and Cody was talking about this um, a few shows ago. I think it was at the. Uh, Variety show, I think, mm-hmm. or maybe it wasn't. It was at the uh, the last show, like the Saturday Night Live show. Yeah. And you know, he made a statement saying, you know, we're not professional trained actors. We just mm-hmm. we go out there and we do our best. And it's like, I don't know. I kind of disagree with that in a way because it's like we kind of are actors. You know, we're actors that do our own stunts. Yeah, but at least you know you saying that, and the way that I say it all the time is, man, you suck us in. Um, FGW wrestlers, they they really, if they think that it's just a show, it's not. You guys, I've seen you with a sledgehammer to the face, chair to the back, getting put through tables. You know, thumbtacks in the back. I've seen you guys all bleed, and you just suck us all in. And it's it's a ride, and we enjoy it. It's storytelling. You're telling a story with your body. You know, that, that's what it's all about. And, uh, you know, getting you guys sucked in week after week. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if, if it wasn't, you know, if it wasn't that's, if it wasn't for what we did, you guys wouldn't be there, you know? So to say that, like, we're not something of an acting standpoint, mm-hmm. you know, like you, you see a trailer for your favorite movie and you, you got a favorite actor, you're like, oh my God, that looks yep. amazing. I'm going, I will be there the mm-hmm. day of, you Take know what I mean? Take my money. Take my money. <laughs> that's what we do. You know, we a little bit louder. You have your favorite. You have your not favorites. Right. I've done both. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. I've. Um, I can come in the arena. I mean, I've tried to master that art to where I can come in there. I can piss everybody off. I can make your husband want to fight me. Yep. Um, <laughs> you know. Or I can come out there one day and we can go be BFFs. That's right. You know, it's just. It's a roller coaster, and you got to know how to be on that roller coaster and how mm-hmm. to take fans on that roller coaster. And if you don't know how to do that, I mean, then you shouldn't be doing it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then from from there, uh, when we were talking about how you got into horror, what, when was your first experience and your first time you ever went to a horror convention mm-hmm. and was part of the horror community? I should have been a part of the horror community years, years, and years before. Mm-hmm. I'm just a little late to the game, even though it's been my world. But uh, I think it was 2000 and uh, might have been 2015, 2016. I went to the Horror Hound that's out in this area. Yeah. And uh, I went as Eric Fallen. Uh, a few wrestlers got uh, invited down there for a VIP thing to walk around and promote local pro wrestling. And I didn't go as your legit pro wrestler. I went looking like some member of Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. I had the coat, I had the mask, the I had all that. The black trench coat, yep. the mask. I could see that. And I, I could see, see you see coming it. in and yep. I bet people were like, I had the, wow. Wow. <laughs> I had like the little LED kind of lights down here. Mm-hmm. Um, I had them strapped up to me and uh, I was walking around the whole place like that and uh, one of my uh, fondest memories was a, a little girl. She was in a wheelchair and she's just kind of 
she's a huge Walking Dead fan, but she was just scared of everything that was coming by her. Mm-hmm. And I remember I'm like, hmm, I don't know if I should, but I'm going to. And I just remember I walked over there and got on my knee and just kind of made her understand that we're all friends here. Everything's great. And, you know, gave her a hug and, you know, became a big fan of hers. She became a big fan of mine. And yeah. she was, she, she called on to it and she wasn't scared anymore, you know. And, uh, you know, that whole night, that whole night I stayed in character from that morning all the way to probably like three. Actually, it was five o'clock in the morning. I stayed mm-hmm. in that gimmick. That whole character, the paint, the mask, everything. Because what happened was, is I got to the VIP party, didn't know anybody from anybody other than people that, you know, we've watched on movies and stuff. Yeah. My first experience was running into Linda Blair. Um, How was that for you? Well, you know, that, I I, I love Linda Blair for what she's done in The Exorcist. Mm -hmm. Anything else, I don't know. Uh... The first time I met her, you know, I went to her and I was trying to pick her brain about The Exorcist and that's all I wanted to talk about. And I said, you know, your first movie changed my life. I mean, that was that was on point. I loved your first movie. May not have made a fan of her when I started talking about the second movie. Because <laughs> I'm pretty, you know, I had a little bit in me. I was a little intoxicated. We're at a VIP party. Yeah. I'm in this Oops. makeup. <laughs> So I'm just at this point. It's like I gotta live a little bit, okay? Yeah. I've, I've I've troopered it out mm-hmm. for hours. Let me let me just unwind a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I just told her flat out. I said your first movie was five star, life changing. Your second movie kind of sucked. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, did she give you like a weird look when you said Exorcist Two sucked? Well, she kind of. I didn't. Security. She kind of gave me that look, like okay, now we're gonna start talking about how to be a vegan. And I'm like. No, no, like, okay, so we're done, Linda. So she didn't talk nothing about dogs either, right? Uh, I didn't let it get to that point. I we want to hear some, horror, not dogs. I yeah. saw some dude walking around looking uh, like the Dick Warlock Michael Myers, and I hung out with him most of the night. And uh, he led me to um, Billy from the Gremlins. Oh, oh, that's right. Tell us your Billy story. I've heard this. Tell dude, it to our listeners. The dude just, uh, I don't know, man. Like, he he saw me, and I don't know if he was just fascinated because I had the, like, little LED thing going on. <laughs> I don't know what was going on with him, but he got so fascinated with me and just was like, okay, you're going to be my drinking buddy for the night. And, you know, I pick who, you. Who would have known? <laughs> so who did the most shots and the most drinks between you two? Uh, we were in competition, but I was trying to outsmart him. You know, like I, I don't like I don't waste alcohol, but <laughs> I'm just saying that, you know, I wanted to know what happened with the gremlins and how that all happened and it was his job to tell me behind the scenes and if I would have been stupid drunk, I would have never learned that information. I would end up telling him my life story. <laughs> See, that's what's crazy about cons. They say that Vegas is the big thing, but I'm telling you, the crazy stories and the crazy things that you see at Horror Hound, Comic Con, oh, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And, I mean, I've made crazy friends there, too. And it's, it's awesome. It's so hilarious because I didn't go there as an I as somebody you would know. I didn't mm-hmm. go there as somebody like you would have identified yeah. with in a movie or a sitcom or a TV series. I went as paranormal Eric Fallen and <laughs> that turned just as much heads as Jason and Mikey and Freddie were doing. 
Mm-hmm. You know, hell, I even had a, uh, a picture with a, a legit Friday the 13th and Freddy Krueger lookalike, and they were just drawn in. I don't know why. <laughs> the horror community is great because we all get along. There's no yep. judging at all. No nope. judgments. <laughs> yeah. Well, we also all have a presence, too. You know, yep. you, you know when there's that person in the room. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a single person. It's everybody. You know? it's, it's just like one big giant party, too. Yeah. It is, all, man. Yeah. It is. I didn't, like I said, I didn't get out of that stuff until like probably five, six. I got back to the hotel and I'm just taking it off. And at this point, I'm kind of pilling it off me. No. You know? I can just see all that naked. It's like a snake shedding skin, man. <laughs> You're probably looking in the mirror freaking out going, am I really shedding? I'm just happy I made it to the hotel. Yeah. You know? But if you ever get a chance to party with uh, Billy from the Gremlins, party with Billy. <laughs> Speaking of, of of all the Michael Myers and you know you're a big fan of Halloween, I know you like Nick Castle. Mm-hmm. So I did a cool thing for him. I went to a horror convention all the way up to Detroit and got you a signed picture of Nick Castle. I did because I couldn't make it. I don't know what I was doing. I was involved with something. I had, I think I was booked somewhere. I just couldn't make it. I was so jealous. I wanted to hug you and choke slam you at the same time. But yeah, that was pretty cool. Like I actually have that on my wall, like to this day, you know, like that, that's huge. And it's funny. Um, cause I ordered me a, uh, Halloween mask, um, a few years back. I think it was right when the 2018 movie came out. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's actually this right here. It was the tots, uh, mask. And you know, when I got it, I'm looking at it and I'm just like, Ugh. Something's not right. And I, you know, like, I don't know if it was too much. I don't know if it was not enough. And, um, I started seeing all these guys and girls rehauling their masks, like repainting them. And Mm -hmm. I was like, God, that's beautiful. That actually looks like the movie. So I got fascinated with doing it. So I tuck it down into the man cave shop and just kind (laughs) of stripped it down, sandpapered it down and uh, repainted it and, um, did some stuff to the hair and all kinds of stuff. And if you can see it, like I even actually like detailed it. I got the hole in the neck here, yeah. just weathered it out, you know. And I, you know, I'm an artist to a degree, but I'm not a professional painter or anything. I just go off of what I can see and what I can do, and I just detailed it to the, you know, as much as I could, and it actually looks, looks better. Good. <laughs> it, it, does it does when you had it before. I, t- I totally agree with you on that. <laughs> it's a it's hundred times better. <laughs> and another big fascination, too, you're big into the retro 80s as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. I mean, that's like, that's the coolest era, man. The it coolest is. era. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's talk about it. You know, yeah, cool, let's, <laughs> cool Spud, film. Spud McKenzie. Yeah. Yep. Max. Remember Max? Yep. Max had Yep. yep. Uh, Gilbert Goffrey. Yep. Uh, I mean, you name it, man. I mean, I love it. Like, I'm I'm a very B-movie guy. I love B-movies. You know, that was the first horror I ever got introduced to was, what, Attack on the Killer Tomatoes, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. stuff like that. They're so bad, you just have to like them. Yeah. Speaking of that, back in the 80s, too, when you went to the video store when they had VHS tapes... Now they're fossils now, but yeah, we, had we talked about this. Before, yeah, yeah, I feel like a fossil. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, so do I. So when you went in there, you know you're you know how you look around, you take hours. You of course you go to the horror section mm-hmm. or whatever section you go to, you know, and you look at the different artwork on the on the on the VHS cases. I was that guy, and I'll tell you yep. what else would piss me off 
is you go into the horror, and I think we can all contest to this. You go into a horror section, you see the movie you want. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, yep. I know where this is going. Yeah, you know where yep. this is going. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I know. I think so too. Okay. Five or ten movies. Yep, a whole bunch so of So you're like, there. I lucked out. There's five or ten movies uh-huh. here, right? And you go in there, none. 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 You get madder. Everyone you just want to take look. your hand like, yep. I hated it because at the time I had a Betamax before the VHS so there was always one copy of the beta so I would try to get into the store early to get that right horror film and then I see some you know guys sitting there grabbing us like you better not grab I'll wrestle no man I used to stand watch I'm like it's Tuesday it's Tuesday (laughs) I gotta beat that gotta get that beta you're sitting over here and you're waiting and you see a little kid coming over there and he's kind of like you he's kind of like coming up like you and you're just like listen Johnny son of a bitch (laughs) don't you ever (laughs) see but that was what was nice about I worked at Meyer when I was a few years younger Mm -hmm. and uh, I worked in the stationery and DVD section so I put the movies out at midnight so that was perfect because so you, you know had your- you had some of those people too just standing there waiting at Meyer, waiting for you to yeah. put it out, and you I would wait until twelve. You I, almost I, kind I, of <laughs> want to just like just kind of yank one for yourself. Like, well, you know. yeah, I can't say that we didn't do that. <laughs> Speaking of those movies, the first one that I ever grabbed that, that you know was Ghoulies. Remember Ghoulies? Yeah. Yes. You had a front cover. You see the little like goblin like in the mm-hmm. toilet. Oh man, when I watched that. That got me into B horror flicks too. I love the B horror flicks, mm-hmm. the bad acting. I'll everything. throw you. I'll throw you one. Noah. see if you remember this one. I I went to the video shop to get this movie, and they didn't have it at the time. And now you can barely even find the damn thing. What is it? It's out there, but it's the original trick or treat movie with Ozzy Osbourne, Gene Simmons. Oh yes. That's a curve one. You remember that one? Yes. I, I can't... The soundtrack is amazing. Wow. It's about... What was it about? It was about a, a kid who had a hero, like a, a rock hero, and he died, and he summoned him back to life, and, you know, the dude was trying to get him to kill people and all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff, and it was, you know, if... I always said if they would have made a new one, probably in the late 90s, Marilyn Manson should have been there. No. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. would have been would've that would have been, been pretty wild. It would have been great. Yep. Yeah, like crazy Rob Zombie and his crazy horror films. Mm-hmm. Rob Zombie, I I love a lot of Rob Zombie, and then there's some of the Rob Zombie where it's like, Rob, where are we where are you taking me? Where are you taking me? Like Halloween, <laughs> his Halloween two was one of those. Well, I think we can all agree with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm I'm watching it. I'm so into it. And five minutes in, eight minutes in, yeah. ten minutes in, Rob. Where are you taking Yep. Mm-hmm. Why does Michael still have part of his face when she blew it clear off? <laughs> but the mask's face is missing, but his face is still in the attack. Like, like his face is bulletproof. Yep. And then he's a homeless man walking around killing <laughs> He like, does. He looks like rocked around going, uh-huh. where's the near yeah. soup kitchen? You know, and I'm just scratching my head like, Rob. out the bushes. Yeah. <laughs> and you just almost tell, you're just like, you can almost tell that Rob just said, like, had a script. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and bye. There's no He's just like, anymore. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. But his first one, you know, I I dug his first one. I dug the approach. I dug that he had a new take on it. Mm-hmm. You know, we always have pros and cons in what we watch. And uh, you know, the pros was I appreciate it for his originality of what he was trying to do. Mm-hmm. But the cons, I just thought he 
tuck Michael's mystique away. And he didn't yeah. make him very mysterious or very, you know, you done told probably 30 kids is in that movie theater's backstory and they're not all killing people, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it just, yeah, I just feel like he tucked the mystique away. And speaking when they came out the new Halloween film, which was great. So what'd you oh. think about that where it was started like 35 years later? Mm-hmm. I, I love that approach. I did because if you look at it now, I, I'm just going to say it. If you guys are fans of it, I apologize now because I'm going to crap all over it. <laughs> I hated H2O. I hated H2O. I hated Resurrection. I thought that was the dumbest way you could have went with that. I mean, it was dumb after Halloween too. You know, you give us a third one that's all about something else, and then oh, we bring him back to life, and, you know, you watched it. Yeah. He's burnt all through the credits, and now he's just in a coma with a bandage around his head. Like... And then, and then Loomis. Loomis is alive. So apparently they all found the Dragon Balls, and they all came back to life. You know? Like, it's... I don't know. I I, I was into Halloween 5 to a, a bit, and I can go back and watch those movies, mm-hmm. and they're fun to watch. But I don't consider them part of the original Halloween at all. I don't either, and that's why I like how they did the whole new thing where they skip everything where all those movies never existed. It was just like Well the forty years thing for him. Yeah. The forty years, I love that. I love their approach of well what if he didn't escape? What if he did get caught? What if he's been chilling somewhere for forty years and he and then he somehow escaped? Because in real life, if someone was to do that and got shot six times, they probably wouldn't escape. They probably would get caught. You know, so I, I like that approach. Um, I was talking to a buddy the other day about, I think they should do the same thing with Nightmare on Elm Street. Get rid, just scrap all the other movies besides the first one. And let's see where Nancy is now. Let's mm-hmm. see her daughter. Let's see her granddaughter. Let's see them having problems. And let's see... I like that approach. Yeah. Let's see Freddie still existing not so much in reality, but still in the consciousness, you know? Yeah, not like a remake, but like a retake. Yes. That would yes. be cool. Right. I'd be so invested in that. Shut mm-hmm. up and take my money. 40 years now. Like, where? Wow. where is Nancy at? I'm surprised um, Hollywood hasn't came up that concept because they're remaking everything, which yeah, they shouldn't they do from Grindhouse films to mm-hmm. whatever. Well, you know, Hollywood ha- lacks originality. They just do. They, you know, you can remake something and... I don't know, like, it, I liked it back in the day, I love Tim Curry, I'm a huge Tim Curry fan, but, and this is one of those rare times, very rare, where I can sit here and say that the remake, to me, was, drew me in more than the older one. I really enjoyed it. I I, love the new clown, I think he's more creepier, I think he's more sinister, I think he's Mm -hmm. more, you know, oh my god, scared the hell out. Yeah, yeah, you're introduced to him on Hemlock Grove. I love that sh- series. Oh, Hemlock really Grove good. was a trip. He, uh, he was craving for that blood. Yes. yes. I got to suck really, that blood. And I never seen that coming. And you want to yeah. know what I like about the actor? I love that Star-star. they've taken mm-hmm. they've taken his his real life lazy Face. eye yeah. and made it into a creepy character. Yeah. Because what are you going to do? You know the guy's got a lazy eye. Why not use it? Yeah. Because that makes that it clown yeah. so much more. Is he? Where is he looking at? What's he looking at? Yeah. So what do you what do you know of that's coming up that you're really excited about? Is there anything? I know the new Conjuring. I'm a big Conjuring fan. 
I love, you know, all those kind of uh, true story kind of things. What are you looking forward to? Uh, well, I was looking forward to the Halloween Kills. Mm-hmm. But damn you, 2020. I know, I know. Um, that damn COVID. I know. COVID. Wonder Woman 2, not this that could, that could, <laughs> Oh, that coming back. They're, they're pushing everything they back. Are, I think they are. COVID should be just a horror movie. Yeah. Picture that. Um, have mm-hmm. Stephen King write it about 2020 and then have like, you know, and it's like funny because Clyde Barker directing yep. it or something. There are movies out there that are similar to what is going on. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I, I don't say I'm looking for a lot. I'm not looking forward to a lot going on in this year because when, when are when we, we going to get to? You know, yeah. When we're going to see know. some good horror. But mm-hmm. on a positive note. You know, there are certain things that are starting to come back. Yeah. You know, hopefully, uh, you know, future great wrestling is going to get the green light at any mm-hmm. day. So I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, these these ghost hunts that I'm going on, those have been a, a, a go. You know, hopefully you guys can come out and yeah, we can all go absolutely. together. I've been dying yeah. to get back. I, I keep saying investigations. Yep. Really dying I mean, to. Dude, I'm a thrillist, man. I'm an, I, I'm an adrenaline junkie, you know. Um I think about the bucket list of things that I haven't done yet, you know, skydiving, mm-hmm. making out with Danielle Harris. Yeah. You know, who, who wouldn't want to make out Danielle Harris or... Or Kate Beckinsale. Oh, Ooh, yeah. yeah. Kate. Kate Beckinsale. You're going to laugh at this. I wouldn't yeah. mind making out with uh, Scott Taylor Compton. Though, and it's too. not, it's not, what, what was the movie she played in that you were giving me hell about? Um... Because you were like, which era of Kate Beckinsale? Oh, okay. Because I said Underworld or Serendipity. To, and I'm like, oh, or I was no. like, or is it Tiptoes? Because I made the husband watch Tiptoes. Oh, or, yeah. Yeah, and that. hey, I liked it. Well, that movie was kind of sad though. Too. It was sad, but it was pretty cool. I'm just thinking to myself. I'm like, I mean, yeah, it have to be Underworld, Kate Beckinsale. Well, her in a tight leather and her little vampire kick ass. Yeah. Yeah, it would have to be Catwoman-ish Kate Beckinsale, for sure. Wear the one that you can take off. Yes, yes. I don't want to play with my food. <laughs> Do you want her to go like this? <laughs> Whatever. She's there. You never know. I'm there. Crazy stuff is happening in 2020. But, I mean, what else do you have coming up? Can you give us, like, a little clue or anything uh, that we can look forward to? 2021 is literally where I'm shooting for because I don't want to mm-hmm. put anything out in 2020 because I don't want to try to green light something and then mm-hmm. it gets red light or subsided. So I know uh, with FGW, we're waiting on that green light. Um, you know, I've kind of, you know, with me evolving as Eric Fallen, you know, I've kind of been a comedy. I've been a horror. I've been an action hero <laughs> with the Top Gun thing. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole origin of Eric Fallen is a horror-type character. You know, like, I got my name, literally. I got the Eric part from the Crow movie, which is my favorite movie. Yeah. Okay. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, the Fallen name actually came from a skateboarding tennis shoe. Oh. Interesting. And it, and it was funny because... I thought it was going to be like, come sign, come paranormal Well, I was... When I first started, I wanted to do the dark character thing. Mm-hmm. And they, they told me, well... You know, you can use Eric, but we're gonna call you Eric Knight. And you got uh, one no, day. That's kinda, that's that doesn't kinda, have such no, a ring to it. No, that doesn't have that well, little yeah. paranormal horror feel to it. They told me you got you got 24 hours to come up with something better, and I'm thinking, 24 hours. What am I gonna come up with? So I'm walking around the mall, thinking and thinking and thinking and brainstorming and trying to get ideas. 
I'm in hot topic for like an hour trying to like look around and get an idea. And uh, I went past this uh, skateboarding uh, place that uh, was selling skateboarder shoes and skateboarding, just all kinds of things, skateboarding. And then there it was, falling, and I'm just like, boom. That was it. Uh, yeah, there and you go. And it stuck. <laughs> and uh, like I said, I've been everything, man. I've done the comedy. I've done mm-hmm. the action hero. I've done the, the dark. You know, I've done it all. And now I'm, you know, with with coming up, I'm moving him more into a uh, retro wave, 1982, you know, Blade Runner-ish, fifth I element. Okay, same, falling. there you go. See, but that's what's good. You don't give us the same thing all the time. We always have something to look forward to, something different, something yeah. new, and it's it's never the same. And that's what draws us in and keeps us coming. Mine, I, I literally think that my spirit animal, animal is a uh, chameleon because I'm always shedding my skin. I'm always changing my stripes. You know, you, you'll see this version of him for so long, and then there's something else, like... Back when we were doing the code thing, I kind of feel like I watered myself down a lot. You watered yeah. yourself down. You made Fallen look like a, like a little like a little. But that, but, see, but that was yeah, yeah, But that like was that. but that was the point. That was the point. Yeah. I, was, I wanted you to come out when you used to come out with all the smoke and the, the sh- lights, the like demonic type of lights coming out. Well, here's one that here's presence. the one that your husband's going to appreciate. So. A lot that went into Eric Fallen with the face pain and the jacket and, and the lights and all that was straight was a straight still from uh, Limp Biscuits West Borland. Yep, I okay. Was I, was waiting, yeah, I was waiting for that one. I knew he was going to say yeah. that because your husband is a diehard Limp Biscuit. Yeah, he fan. is. He's always yeah. As Dude, far we could listen as I to know. Limp Biscuit all night long. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I can see Pete. I can I'll just, tell you. I'll tell I you. I can see Pete no. sitting there going, "Yeah." I'll tell you a legit story, true story. Okay. I was in. I, I went to my prom. And I, I had the whole West Borland thing going on. Limb Biscuit was hot. At the time. <laughs> I had the black goatee, the sideburns, the contacts, everything. I was straight West Borland. <laughs> and it was funny because I was took, everybody staring at you when you come to like, yeah, yeah. I was getting, I was getting the looks, even though they knew who I was. But um, the girl that I took to the prom stood me up. So <laughs> kind of, I was like, well, hell, I don't got no reason to be here. You know, she stood me up. I don't know where she is. And, you know, I didn't really click with a lot of groups. So I went out to the uh, the limousine where the uh, the guy drove us, yeah. and he, he looked identical to Robin Big, the black the big black yeah, guy. Yeah, from Rob Grosky, yeah. And he told me, he said, dude, get in the car. I'll take you somewhere. He literally tucked me around from town to town. And we went to McDonald's, <gasps> and he convinced these people at McDonald's that I was Wes Borland. <laughs> so so much to where they started throwing food in the car. So yeah. you get like all free. So you probably had all the free. McDonald's I had to sign. All I had to do was sign stuff and give it back to him. He, he raised go. the window down just a little bit just where I could like, pick my head out. Bit, so. <laughs> I feel I feel bad for the people who have your honor crown going. Oh my god, it's honor crown! Not even it knowing was, it's not yep, legit. Nope, it sorry. was the first taste of <laughs> somewhat fame. It was there the you. first taste of that. I was like, I, I you were loving this. it. Come on, you, uh-huh. you were loving it. You were like yep. on top of the world. Was man, I'm like, I don't even know what a chocolate starfish is. <laughs> I'm like, but chocolate this is starfish, yes. like, but this is amazing. But uh, yeah, you know, like I, I stole a lot from West Borland, and then with uh, with the lights and everything and the face paint, I started to feel like I got to do more, you know, because I'm getting told, oh, you, you you stole, you're still in Taker, you're still in Sting, you're still in Muda, you're still in all these things, and it's like. 
yeah, I want when you look at me, I want it, I want that to go through your mind like I put all these elements in a blender. Mm-hmm. But then I felt like I got to do something else. Got to do something else. Like what? What has nobody legit seen? And then I started thinking to myself, well, a lot of wrestlers have pyro on the big shows. Yeah, they do. It's pyro shooting everywhere. But yeah. you don't really light see shows. You have a lot yeah. of light shows. You don't really see wrestlers on the indie scene with pyro. So I'm thinking, well, how do I get pyro instead of on the stage popping for me? How do I become the pyro? How do I like walk around the ring and I'm blowing up or something? Like, how That's do I do that? So I went to a Romstein concert and did homework. <laughs> oh, I bet that was interesting, the little Romstein con. <laughs> I watched, I watched uh, Teal on stage. I watched how they did all their, their pyrotechnics yeah. and how they incorporated that into their microphones and their body and yeah. everything like that. And I'm just thinking, hmm, if I can get a promoter to trust me that I'm not going to injure someone or burn the building down, mm-hmm. this could be something. So I, I started with the neon sparkler things. Now, I remember I that. You were coming out with that, with the smoke now, a little bit. They're them. cheesy, right? They're cheesy in yeah. the daytime. You can tell. <laughs> the they're but when they turn the lights off, it's yeah, totally it doesn't different. Matter. It's yeah. Yeah. And it's it comes off of this awe. right here. Yep. In the dark, it just it pops. You're yep. on fire. You're blowing up. And it's funny because I've taken this gas mask right here, and all mm-hmm. I did was take the neon sparkler, cut it in half, stick it through this little hole right here, hold it in my mouth, light it, I mean, I have enough protection right here where it doesn't hit anything. It covers your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's huge, man. Kids like it. Yeah. I create it. I put together, and this is another thing your husband will appreciate. (laughs) I'm a creator just like he is. Yeah. So I I did this whole vest up and uh, tucked two pegs from a BMX bike, stuck it on the shoulders, and then put the sparklers there and taped them all down and lit it. And at night, it looks like my shoulders are popping. Nice. <laughs> it's just, it's just. The, That's just pretty cool. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just the little things. The little things, you know, can create something big. Yeah. And it does, man. I mean, I, I was always taught, if you bring your kids to a show and they talk about you on the way home, you did something. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've, I can't tell you, and it's been like this with everybody. Everywhere I've ever went, someone has said something about me that I've done something. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I've never seen anybody enter the ring like you. You know, you, you do this handstand thing. I don't see mm-hmm. that anywhere. I mean, I was tagging with Sabu one day. And Sabu I was there, I was there that night when you were uh, tagging with Sabu. I was like front row. That was... Well, the entrance to that, the entrance to that, Sabu even said to me, you know, I've never seen anybody do that. And I'm thinking, dude, you're all over the world. You had to have seen somebody. Oh, yeah. you know, Sabu, he's probably seen her thing. He probably was a little out of it, too. When he was well, maybe. Yeah. But when I go and I do the research of, because I always do, I try to do homework on myself to see, is anybody out there copying me? Is there anybody out there doing that? Mm-hmm. And I'm not seeing anybody come to the ring in NXT, Impact, New Japan, with fire coming off of them. I'm not seeing anybody enter the ring the way I do. And mm-hmm. I'm really surprised that Vince or, you know, uh, Nobody's copied me or tried to get someone to copy me. Yeah, I'm surprised too because in um, today's wrestling, there's a lot of pro wrestlers who are diehard horror fans yeah. too, and they have their like creepy gimmicks as well. Mm-hmm. Well, but you're seeing a lot of those, you know. Like, and that's where I had to stop and think. We're getting ready to come back off of this COVID break. 
I need to be fresh again. I need to be relevant again. I need to be, I need to reinvent myself again. I've already done the horror thing and eventually I will go back to that. Mm -hmm. But right now, you know, I got to take the torch. I got to take the light and I got to run with this, you know, this FGW thing. And what can I do to, you know, be kind of like, you know, the John Cena now, what can I do to be like the Ray Mysterio or the, the big face? So I looked back and I saw how Retro Wave was so cool back in the 80s and how cool it looked with the colors and everything. And I just, that's going to be me. Yeah, I'm ready. Can, I can mm-hmm. definitely see and that. who doesn't like Blade Runner? I know. We see you on Facebook. We see you've been working out, taking care of yourself. And, you know, there's a lot of talk going around. Everybody's interested to see what's going to come from those promo videos that well, you're giving us hints the about. The funny thing about it is, is actually tonight when we go off the air, I'm going to upload... The third one. The okay. third video. All right, you heard, like, you heard it there. You heard it there. It's going to be like very paranormal, like your own. No, it's going to be very retro wave. <laughs> okay. okay. And, uh, you know. Like like the one you did with the car. Yes. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. I it's, all about the, the, it's all about the car. Yeah, okay, I love yeah. the retro car video <laughs> you posted all over social media. Mm-hmm. And also, you're dabbling a little bit into music, too. You're online playing a little bit of music as well. Yeah, dabbling into that very, retro. really nice. That's always been a private thing for me. Like, even when I was doing the band things, I never played piano in the bands. I would either, uh, I was mostly doing guitar. Uh, But, you know, the piano thing I picked up years ago. Uh, My grandmother bought my sister a piano, and uh, she never did anything with it. So I picked it up and just, you know, said, well, I'm going to start trying to use it and do something with it. Mm -hmm. So I've just, I've self-taught myself everything. Like, I'll listen to a song and then I'll try to identify the, mm-hmm. the beats or the, the, the music in that song and, and try to identify the keys with it. Next thing you know, give me a few hours and I can play it. You're kind of yeah. like kind of like the little John Carpenter. You know how he yeah. like dabs in his music a little bit yeah. too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I don't know, man. I don't know where it came from. It could have came from as a kid just growing up and just being a part of all kinds of different things and then it just kind of, I soaked it up as a sponge. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But... You know, I, I, I understand and I, I identify with the talents that I got and I just, I use them, man. And, you know, there's some people that give me criticism. Oh, you, you're too tall. You're too big to move around in the ring like that. I'm like, dude, look, I'm not going to be athletic forever. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm heading towards 40, bro. And I can Ooh, outwork 40. <laughs> but, 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 but you know what's hey funny? Now. I can, I can, <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm heading, already, hey, I'm already in my 40s, but I feel you. I feel you. I can head towards 40. And still outwork some of the 20s. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, That's can, all you got to remember. I can see that. Mm-hmm. It's all about keeping yourself in shape, taking mm-hmm. care of yourself, you know, being serious about it. You know, mm-hmm. it, it may sound cheesy to a lot of people about the character standpoint, but take it serious. If I didn't take it serious, I wouldn't put so much effort into making these videos and, and, and you know, and, and even helping you guys making your intro video. Right. It's... It's all about taking it serious. It's all about performing it. You know, you want to sell something to somebody, you know, mm-hmm. you got to deliver the best that you can. And I'm not, you know, I don't have the greatest software. I'm not as good as, you know, some people are, but I'm good enough to know how to do what I know how to do. Or how to, to edit, to add the yeah. music mm-hmm. to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, you're, you're doing good. If you ever have any doubt in your mind as a person or, you know, as an FGW wrestler, I mean, being a mother, taking my kids there every Friday, every Saturday, every car wash, you know, everything that they have, 
and we stand back and, and my kids are making signs with your names on it. You know, you have that line of people waiting to get your autograph or buy your t-shirt or get a picture with you or even the women that come to say, ooh, there's Fallen. It's you the, know, you're uh, doing the right thing. Everybody's loving it. Well, it's just, when I was a kid, people inspired me. Mm-hmm. Women, men, I had my heroes and, you know, mm-hmm. both. And I always wanted to be a part of it. And if they could have made me a part of it, it would have just been awesome. I mean, I'm a huge 1980, you know, 1989 Michael Keaton Batman fan. Mm-hmm. Like, he's my favorite Batman. And my father, at one time, took me to a car show where they had the Batmobile there. And that's my favorite Batmobile. And yes, it wasn't Michael Keaton, but it was the guy in the Michael Keaton outfit. Yeah. Yeah. And I just remember him coming over and giving me a hug and, and embracing me as a fan. Like, I... I God, I couldn't. I was, I was, what is going on? Is this yeah. real life? And so I've always taken that. If I could be something like that and inspire a kid and come out into the crowd and make them a part of the show mm-hmm. and make them feel as special as I am, I'm doing something different than you see a lot of people do. Besides, don't let him fool you because he tried to ruin my wedding. So just saying. I tried. <laughs> I failed. And, you know. And that's just another thing that shows that, you know, it's not just about getting in there and getting out and getting a paycheck or doing that. I mean, you guys incorporate the fans and you bring us in. And, I mean, like even the the wrestlers that I boo against, I really love them. Like I said, I, I love to hate them. I hate to love them. And, you know, it's just it's a crazy ride. You can't have anything without a good villain. Right, exactly. And, you know, I've, uh-huh. I've always been more for the villains than I've ever been for the heroes. I mean, Mm -hmm. I can tell you as a kid, I had more Skeletor stuff in my house than He-Man. Thank you. That was my (laughs) She-Ra, my gem, no Barbie. I mean, if you take a look back, if you you go back in the time and you look at He-Man, before he became He-Man, it was kind of a little, uh, that's not the guy I want to go with. You mean Prince Adam? Yes, Prince Adam. (laughs) He had that big old, He-Man. I'm thinking to myself, that guy's going to take down that guy? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nah. And speaking of when you're in your paranormal persona there's a couple times where we've done some little promos a little bit you grab me choke slam me slam I, me I against remember. the walls I've seen that one and there was another time he was dressed as Michael Myers uh-huh. I didn't even notice this he was coming in and all of a sudden here he is he's grabbing me uh-huh. I'm so <laughs> the only thing I can say about that is you're a you're a no selling asshole <laughs> hey, I was trying. I was trying when he was. I can only, I can only imagine if this was John Carpenter behind the camera. What the hell are you no, doing, Robin? Just stop. No, see, I, bring in the body no, double. Bring when, in the no. Double. When he was like chubby, I was going into it, and then when they were shooting the thing, I was trying to get out. I was trying to lay down and trying to get out of the way because mm-hmm. Fallen was going to be walking right over me, man. I was trying to get out of the way. The key word over you. You're dead. Well, I know that, but it's just like, I <laughs> just wanted to make it look good. So, okay, next time I'm bringing the knife. There you oh. go. Oh, you don't fake the knife. Oh, I can just see it now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, I mean, uh, you know, like, Horror's just been a part of my life. It's who I am. I mean, I'm a huge nerd. I mean, we're we all have something in common. We all have our nerd passions. Yeah, I don't mind it. I like it. And I don't care. You know, (laughs) I I don't care at all. You know, like I've I've made more family and friends and all the stuff we have in common that I would ever, you know, if I didn't, you know, and you know, there's there's people that have always questioned, you know, all your childhood was screwed up. No, 
it was. It was to a degree, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of cool things that came from it. You know? Yeah, and I enjoy standing here looking like, you know, the three of us looking like we're in a Spencer's catalog right now. Right. With our awesome right. t-shirts. That's right. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> or we're getting jobs for a Hot Topic, right? There you go. I know, right? <laughs> here, let me get the guy liner on. <laughs> I love the, the guy liner. Get the <laughs> guy liner, the fishnets, the yeah, Doc there you Martens. Go. I love the, the guy liner. The long trench coat. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I love the guy liner. I want to wear the cat ears or, you know, or have the tail. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So that, that's what they do these days. Absolutely. <laughs> now, tell us about this. This awesome case? Yep. All right, so since we are having so many guests that we have planned on coming in, um, we're going to keep this awesome case here. And every time somebody comes in to get interviewed, we're going to start adding some awesome memorabilia ourselves. So every guest that comes in, they actually have to bring something and to add to this and see what we got going on. So And you did. You made me go into the archives I did. of Eric Fallen. Uh, that was the deal. And pull out some... Mm-hmm. Some old stuff, some new stuff. Yep. So literally, mm-hmm. I mean, we have it right here. I got. Let's see it. <laughs> I got an old. Uh, this is like this is dated. Uh oh. This is probably. Is it gonna make it smell? Nah, you know. <laughs> I mean, it, it might have a few people on there. I don't know. Oh, something you know? nobody else might not have. But this is an old gym right here. I'd say about three or four years ago when I first uh, became paranormal. Nice. It's even autographed. Okay. So, you know, if uh, I strike gold at some point, you know. There you go. We're going to have to fight over it then. <laughs> and then, you know, I got the newly, probably about a year or two ago, mm-hmm. Weapon X, Eric Fallen, you know, promo pick. I have that one. I got you know, that one. There's a lot of people that still want this. But. <laughs> no, not you. Or the keychain. I'm one of the only ones that have the keychain that I snuck onto my husband's keychain when he hated him really bad. Yeah. So then I got the telephone call. What the hell is this on my keychain? Oh, you so know that what was this fun. Is, <laughs> <laughs> Did it light up at least? No, but it, it kept stabbing him in the leg because it's a long. Don't worry. Yeah. He got his revenge when he tattooed me. He got his revenge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, side <laughs> tattoos don't hurt. Well, from your frenemies, they do. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, that's true. We've all been down there. We've all gotten that in certain so, sense of areas. Yeah. How, how did you like to be his wife? And he's mad at you, but then he's like, let's go do some work. And I'm like, okay. But then Tonight I'm, like, I'm going to no. have a heavy hand. Tonight. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's going to be like this. He's going to be like, you. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, oh, well. I love him. Yep. He's good people. Good people. We try. Hey, thanks for coming on yeah, absolutely. and joining our presence. Hey, this I appreciate great. it, man. I'm mm-hmm. glad you guys had me down. You know, I'm like I said, I'm hooked with this. I'm hooked on helping you guys out with it. You know, whoever we can get on here. I mean, there's absolutely. even people in the area that are kind of, you know, they're up there that we can get in here, you know. Like, kind of a little out there. I could pull some names. Yeah, so wait, yeah, wait for our one of our field trips. We're gonna have to take you guys on a live paranormal investigation with them. So we'll see if we can get them to do that with us. Absolutely. Yeah. That mysterious Halloween story you've been telling me about. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. boys out in Fairborn, Ohio, yes. is oh, yeah. awesome year round, twenty four seven. I know. I need to. That'd it be is nice. huge. The guys, the guy owns like half that block. So you got Halloween stores on the left side, Halloween stores on the right side. You got a whole child kill it kid Halloween store just dedicated to kids, mm-hmm. and then you got the adults, and then you got the everybody's. So it's just it's awesome. I mean, he's 
he's been making a killing out there every year. And when Halloween comes, he closes off. You know, it's a big block party. He shuts down the streets, and everyone Mm -hmm. can come there and party. And, you know, it's it's great. Don't tell people that, because then they won't show up to ours. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> These guys. What yeah. am I doing? Then? What? what am I doing? They have some wild parties now, man. Well, I know. I you see some interest. Like... You see some interesting <laughs> stuff too. It's like, oh. and I've learned a lot about some people I probably shouldn't know about. Yeah, but that's that. Good. That really happens. It does. It does. God knows what's going to happen on Halloween. Yeah, well, I look forward to seeing what you got coming up next and seeing if I'm going to end up hating you, if I'm still going to, you know, love you. Let's just see agree where it's going to turn. Eric Fallen is a love-hate relationship. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that's where my husband's at. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. He'll punch me in the face and he'll buy me a beer the next minute. That's all. Yeah, that's, of course he will. It's all you good. Know you, yep, there you go. Like I said, thank you again. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Um, Everybody, you can follow Horror Pop After Midnight Podcast on Spreaker, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podcast City Network at podcastcity.net. And remember, kitties, when you're at the bottom of the well, it puts the lotion on. Oh, you have to have that deep voice. (laughs) Oh, that was... (laughs)